Hello and welcome to another edition of But Have You Heard About Conspiracy Theory Edition. Dun, dun, dun. As always, I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. So today, we kind of have like a, I kind of consider it spooky. Maybe not 100% spooky. But it, but it is about murder. Mm-hmm. And you know, murder is basically spooky times. Right. So, Matt, have you ever heard of H.H. H. Holmes? So he is considered the first serial killer in the U.S. He admitted to or confessed to killing 27 people. And a lot of them happened during 1893 at the Chicago World Fair, obviously in Chicago. He actually was only convicted of murdering one person who he was trying to basically conduct fraud with over life insurance. And mm-hmm. instead of helping the person fake the death, he was like, I'm going to kill you. Just, you know. <laughs> but anyways. He's committed. We can talk more about H.H. H. Holmes, but the conspiracy theory itself is that H.H. H. Holmes, a prolific serial killer and American Sanders in the late 20th century, was actually Jack the Ripper. Well, I'm not familiar with Jack the Ripper, like, time-wise. I, mean, I got I got us for this. That's why I was like, I want to make sure that at least these but, timelines but lined up for this. I don't think these timelines line up. <laughs> but they do. Okay. So, Jack the Ripper was basically active in London right. in 1888. Okay. I'm assuming the dude's probably like 20 to 30 as a person, because someone who's killed that many people would probably have to be, you know, yeah. li- lively. Yeah. So he was, I mean, he wound up dying nine days shy of his 35th birthday in 1896. H.H. So, H. Holmes? Yes. Okay. What does um, the H.H. stand for? He made it up. What a dumbass. <laughs> he, so some of the things that he was um, known for was being a con artist and also, um, that sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're going to be a serial killer and you're going to, you know. You have no morals. Might as well be a con man, too. But that's also going to help you propel, like, to get money, mm. um, depending on what your cons are. Mm-hmm. He also would um, just continually marry women. But also, I'm pretty sure that's part of the con game, where he mm-hmm. could just get their money and stuff. Right. So, I was just like, oh, H.H. H. Holmes. It's not his real name, but that's what he's called, because that's what he went by in Chicago. Right. When we think of Jack the Ripper, or at least, you know, if you've heard of Jack the Ripper, you know that one of the biggest mysteries of how Jack the Ripper operated and did all the stuff was that he had, um, whoever Jack the Ripper was, had to have a great deal of anatomy studies. Like, I just... Due to to his... uh, Because the way he... The precision... The the precision cuts and such. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't made sloppily like a butcher. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have been a butcher, but you would have been like a badass butcher that understood not only, you know, human anatomy and knowing where these things are, but you also have like an artful hand. Right. And if you're a butcher, most likely you are middle-class, like, you know, at the up, times, yeah. at the most lower middle-class. Mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So you may not like to think that you also had the extra time skills, mm-hmm. but anyways, H.H. H. Holmes um, actually graduated with a medical degree from the University of Michigan in 1884. That's a pretty sketch. It's already sketch. And he arrived in 1886 to Chicago, um, where he started... So wait, this guy's British? No, he's American. Oh. And that's the thing is that nothing ever... There's no... Yeah. Or there There's was no, no reported... was yeah. even uh, local... Yeah, there was no eyewitnesses to the account. Yeah, boogeyman's a good way to say it. Um, But when H.H. Holmes arrived, changed his name or whatever, he worked actually at a drugstore and eventually he worked so well that he bought it. This is like one of the few things 
Um, he did not murder the people, even though there was like this whole claim, like, oh, he totally murdered like the original owners, the Holstons. Mm-hmm. But they were alive and kicking in the late 19th century, like after his death or like right before around, doesn't matter. Um, but he bought it and he eventually bought an empty lot across the street from this like pharmacy. And he, he was going to make it into a mixed use building. And this was actually his uh, creepy murder hotel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> He called it the World's Fair Hotel, and it actually never opened as the hotel part. Like, the first floor of this eventual third-store, three-store building, first floor was, like, the shops. Like, he had his own pharmacy in there. And he had a jewelry counter in there where, um, like, he employed someone whose wife became, like, his mistress. And I believe he murdered her, too. Second floor was where he had, like, his torture devices where he would torture and uh, kill people that were there. Makes sense. Yeah. And there was a chute that would go from that second floor to the basement so he could dispose of the bodies. Mm -hmm. And then you had that third story or whatever, but he would have soundproof hallways and um, like corridors that you wouldn't know were there. So at one point when he was building this, he would just, he declined to pay for the materials and people be like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, your stuff's not even here. And they were hidden. Like they're not offside. He didn't move them. He would literally put them into a different room. That you couldn't get to because of the way he built it. So, so and like why, this guy built like the Clue Mansion. <laughs> well, not even the Clue Mansion. So if you've seen um, American Horror Story Hotel, mm. yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And the character that like Evan, um, oh, I'm forgetting Evan's last name, but he plays in a lot of the American Horror Stories. The the murder guy that would kill a lot of people and bury them in the house mm-hmm. or like put them in like you know rafters, whatever it may be. That's one of the people like his character is based off of. Was H.H. H. Holmes. Okay. Prolific serial killer. Makes a lot of sense. He enjoyed apparently killing people. And when he was actually finally caught for um, all of his murders and stuff. Well, when he was finally caught, but for one murder, which was of Benjamin Pietzel, who was his business partner and accomplice. When he was in prison and he was writing out these confessions, he went into like super detail of his murders. And you can read his diaries. It's creepy. But let's go back to Jack the Ripper. Because this is where like... It's not unproven, but it's not proven. Mm-hmm. So if you are like a ripperologist, as the British <laughs> call themselves that are into Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. you have five canonical victims, and they are the ones that are definitely proven, in a sense, to have actually been murdered by Jack the Ripper, and they were all within a year. Um, there are those that are considered like the Whitechapel murder, so other prost- like ladies of the night, um, sex worker prostitutes that were murdered, or random bodies that were found after 1888. Mm-hmm. Timeline-wise, it kind of makes sense. Two years after living in Chicago, and this is obviously before the World's Fair, this is after he starts the building of his new murder, mixed-use building murder house, mm-hmm. murder mansion place. He has the ability to go to London, and he does. So there's a supposed timeline that he's in London in 1888, and he would have taken the guy who eventually became the caretaker of the creepy murder hotel Mm -hmm. with him and it's his assistant obviously he didn't kill his assistant his assistant uh i believe committed suicide in 1914 Mm -hmm. because he could no longer stand like the voices or whatever Mm -hmm. if he took his assistant who obviously stuck with him during the 1890s when he was killing people in chicago then obviously there's no way to there's no reason to say that he didn't also help commit the murders of jack the ripper if he was there Mm -hmm. the handwriting supposedly looks very similar from H.H. H. Holmes to Jack the Ripper, 
there's obviously no DNA and we can't do a D- DNA testing. Mm-hmm. But the surgical precision of which those Jack the Ripper, you know, the canonical, the five canonical murders, um, like the way the body was attacked and like the way the organs were taken out and different things. It had to be somebody that understood um, anatomy, mm-hmm. which is what A.J. Holmes, he had the skill. Right. And this would be before, like these murders would have happened before, his, like during the building of his murder hotel, which is why I think he had the murder hotel built the way it was. So if you believe into this conspiracy theory, he's in London in 1888 and he's like, I just really want to kill people and see, what up, see what's up. And he uses, you know, his different techniques or whatever. And he's like, you know... I can't, I, I need like a silent place to get rid of the body. So then nobody's really looking for you if there's no body, right? Right. Or at least back in like, you know, the late 19th century. Right. So I would buy this conspiracy theory if his murders that he did as Jack the Ripper, because he didn't come up with his own name. Like he was coined Jack the Ripper and then he like embraced it over there. Right. And also he's a con man. And he doesn't really care what anybody calls him because he comes up with new names all the time. Right. So what if he took, I would say not his failings, but lessons learned in London in the Whitechapel district perfected and, it and perfected it in coming back to Chicago mm-hmm. where in 1893 you have the Chicago world fair, like one of the many Chicago world's fair, but it's the first time that a lot of people are seeing electricity. Mm. And I think at the time the U S population was in like the 50 something millions, but like maybe like 55 million and you had 27 million people show up to the world's fair. People going missing aren't going to be missed. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. When you get off, so like if you've ever been traveling, as one does, especially if you're in a new place, like the first thing you do when you get there is you're like, I need to go to my hotel. Well, it's not like they had Airbnb back in the F and A. So you find the closest or most available place. Mm-hmm. And he was only three miles or about five kilometers away from World's Fair itself, like yeah. his hotel that he was making that he never officially finished but he would just set a trap for people he did like it's so easy you have people that are exhausted coming off a train ride and they're just like you know that adrenaline's pumping you're so excited but you're like i need to like go rest before i go dead maybe he lets them go so they get to spend one fun day and then they're dead i mean it'd be nice to let them see electricity but a lot of these people um that were coming in especially in the countryside had never seen a two-story or larger building outside of a barn Hmm. in the late 1800s right like think about this like this is before you have cars really before you have the Model T and you have just the ability to travel to cities. And Chicago at the time is, you know, starting to ramp up production of taller buildings mm-hmm. and having, you know, I don't think, I don't remember when elevators were invented, but around that time is when you start seeing those inventions mm-hmm. to make the ability to have higher than two story buildings where it's logical too. Right. right. So people are just amazed. He has a three-story building that's not officially done, but your first floor is where you can buy some goods. You're like, this sounds great. You can go, maybe it's the third floor that he's checking people into this hotel or apartments. Because I believe that he also had apartments on the second floor, but they were, they're like separated from his little torture rooms and the walls were very like soundproof. So to me, I'm like, he learned a lot of lessons if it was him from Jack Thurber. Because if you think about it, one random person being like, I'm going to create this murder hotel and have all of these different. Seems pretty premeditated. Yes. But how are you premeditated to that extent of knowing about soundproof rooms and having those missing hallways if you hadn't already been committing murder? And neither not like, not that you were close to being caught, but, you know, maybe he realized that by murdering his Jack developer and you only had a few hours that he wanted more and to have more, you need to have the room and ability to harbor those people 
So he had, so he started adding more things onto his hotel. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a creepy conspiracy theory and it's one that you can't really prove or disprove. Right. No, you have no way of proving it at all, but it is a, a pretty plausible theory. Um, given the very high lack of evidence for just Jack existence in, in general, you know, it could be anybody. Could be, you know, could have been multiple could people. Be multiple to a point. people, but the 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 coincidences do kind of pile up at that point. You know, where it's like five people killed in the exact same way it seems unlikely that it's multiple people, and then it's more than likely one person. But you have no crucial witnessing eyewitnesses to, e- to even like give this person a presence. You know, m- man, woman, monkey. I don't know. Who knows? It but, could have been like some escape stuff from the Queen's Zoo. You don't know. But, like you said, this guy, unless he was somehow you know, knowledgeable of mass killers at the time, which probably weren't super prevalent in like news, because why the hell would you report on something like that? But, at the same time, you are either highly fascinated with that type of stuff, which makes you weird to begin with, or you are an expert at already doing it, and now you're taking it to the next level to uh, make a murder house. You know, it just seems weird. You know, it's like you see a lot of even modern stuff with uh, serial killers. A lot of the stuff is not like planned out. You know, it's very instinctual um, and kind of off the cuff of your of, of killing. And then you just kind of, you know, deal with the outcome. You do your, your deed and then you deal with it. But this guy... Sounds like he had been doing that, and it was like, you know what? I'm sick of almost getting caught. I'm going yeah. to make sure that doesn't happen. Which, ironically, he got caught <laughs> with the murder house, but... He didn't get... Uh, but that's the thing, that he didn't even get caught with his murder house. R- right, right, right. He got caught with fraud over in Philadelphia, of all places. And, like, Chicago never actually prosecuted or found evidence to bring to court for H.H. H. Holmes to basically be tried for the murders in Chicago. The house. Yeah, which should have been about 27, but there's an estimate that he actually murdered closer to 200 people. Jesus. So. They had zero evidence. <laughs> well, and I don't know if they, like, he had acid barrels, I think, mm. and he would burn them into ashes. Right. I mean, because he literally had a chute that would bypass that first floor, go down to the basement, and he would take care of it later. Maybe his caretaker did. I don't necessarily know the inner workings of that. Right. But to me, like. Some of the murders and way that he described them sound very Jack the Ripper-esque when it came to, like, dissection parts. Right, right, right. Which, to me, makes it seem plausible. Like, it just seems more plausible. You have two dudes pulling similar heists, basically. And um, not that many years apart. At the same time period. With the same kind of brutality, I suppose. Yeah, because if you say, like, this was in 1888, and they almost abruptly stopped when it could have been when he left. Right. And just never, you know. That's that's true, too. It's like, it didn't, this Jack the Ripper, quote unquote, just, unless he died, you yeah. know, and you, obviously you have no idea who this person is. There's no other explanation other than he, you know, peaced out and went somewhere else, took a fucking year break to build his murder house, and then went full fucking throttle, basically. Yeah. Maybe just coming from me, that it just seems like such a jump for right. him from, you know, maybe he did murder a couple, not to sound like so, ah, he murdered a couple people, but like maybe he did murder a few people before he started building his house or his murder hotel. 
um, in Chicago, but it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be that trail. And I feel like the Jack the Ripper trail makes more sense than less sense. Right. And obviously you can't prove or disprove it. There was um, a second conspiracy theory with H.H. Holmes that I would love to also talk about, but that's, you tell me if you're ready for that one right now. Now? Yeah. It's not long. Okay. So the second conspiracy theory with H.H. Holmes is that he actually didn't die. He's still alive. Well, obviously not right now. (laughs) Can't be right. But so from basically when he was brought out to when he was hanged, hung, when he was hung, hanged, hanged, Mm -hmm. grammatical is weird. Grammar is weird. He wore a hood on his head. Mm. His neck never actually snapped. This is like Sherlock Holmes shit. (laughs) Well, he went by H.H. Holmes, like Mm. Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Yeah. Supposedly it was a whole playoff of Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm -hmm. Weird. Anyways, his neck never snapped. And supposedly he, like, once that trap door was 15 minutes or so before he stopped. And he, like, didn't seem upset or anything. And instead of being able to, like, quickly exhume the body, like, I don't know, four years later to make sure it was actually him that died. Mm-hmm. Nobody did it because he requested that his casket be completely covered in cement and buried 10 feet deep. So he was in a cement casket. Mm-hmm. And it was because he didn't want his body taken and dissected. Or he didn't want them to find that it wasn't. That there's no body in there that wasn't his. Well, because like the, there was this whole thing that yeah he like escaped and he went to South America and he continued to be a serial killer. And I was like, I mean that sounds accurate. White men just go places and kill people and they get away with murder. Right. Whale back in 2018, I believe his great great grandson, mm-hmm. I think it's like Jeff Mudgenson. Doesn't really matter. He has an interesting last like his real last name or whatever. But again, you have to remember, like, AJ's home was married to, like, I don't know, I think, like, five or six women at one point. Right. Like, they never really got divorced. Right. (laughs) They just had these women. This great-great-grandson decided that he wanted, he's like, you know, I want to put this to rest. Because he has, like, actual writing, handwriting analysis stuff of his great-great-grandfather. And that's where they have this whole idea that he is actually Jack the Ripper. Right. Because of those things. But he wanted, like, DNA evidence because he was, like, so, there's that whole conspiracy theory. That, that he's not actually dead. That he didn't actually die. Right. Well. At least not at the time. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, gave the whatever needed to be done as like a living relative to be like, yes, we can crack it the open. <laughs> crack and open this cement case, cement casket case thing. Well, supposedly when they opened it, they did the DNA test and it was related to him. Mm-hmm. So it could be his great, great grandfather. But also in my mind, I'm like, what if, even though you guys share the same DNA, what if that's actually not him? Just because, you know, it's DNA. I don't know. 23andMe says that, like, my first cousin is technically my sibling. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my seventh cousin is my second cousin. And I'm like, right. that's weird. He killed his best. His, he killed his brother and buried his brother. Or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Well, the other parts that would kind of leave it to be like, well, maybe it really was A.J. Holmes. Because when they took out the whole, like, the whole cement or whatever, kept everything pretty fucking pristine. Right. Because it's cement or whatever. Mm-hmm. His mustache was perfect. His cre- he has a creepy mustache. Mm. So his creepy mustache persisted through the, you know, 100 years worth of shit, basically. Basically. Your typical 1800, 1800 dude mustache. Yeah. Basically. So he, you know, it's it's his mustache of, and it has the DNA fibers on it. So not just his bones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the clothes were what supposedly he wore on the day he was executed. Or it looked like yada yada. So you have some what you can consider like damning evidence that yeah, I guess that is him. Right. However you want to play that. So that conspiracy theory to me I mean, is he debauched. Just 
found his brother. <laughs> he really could have. With the same mustache. Yeah, I mean, he could have just found a family member. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is that that could say that that's how you are related. But also because H.H. Holmes is ske- was sketchy as hell. Mm-hmm. How can he prove that that person was actually his descendant? He didn't. Because he also casually took Benjamin Petzl's kids mm. into his pos- Like, he got custody of three of the five kids from Petzl's wife. Because he, like, made it sound like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. And he killed the three kids. So there's nothing to say. <laughs> That he's exactly like he is first and worst, maybe serial killer. Like Charles Manson didn't actually kill anyone. He just happily controlled and made a cult to do his bidding. I mean, Zodiac killers up there never really found out. And I feel like H.H. Holmes would have gotten away with a lot of it, but he was never even tried for those actual murder murders other than the one. Right. Like he didn't actually get the three kids that were murdered after Pietzel's murder. He didn't get charged with those, but they found the bodies. Right. It's like, what are these dead bodies doing in your trunk? I don't know. Well, he didn't have a trunk. It was buried in, like, some floor places and apartments he stayed in. It's so weird. So, conspiracy theory-wise, I am more inclined to believe, but obviously not 100%, that H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Mm. On conspiracy theory number two of him surviving that death, I I don't think so. I think that was, like, a boogeyman tale. Right. You got this uh, spooky guy that... You take care of. And it's like, uh, it's like you said, it's like it, you're turning him into a boogeyman. Oh man, if you don't eat your vegetables, the AJ <laughs> Holmes. Holmes is going to get you. He, I was like, look, if you don't eat your vegetables yeah. at this fancy hotel we're at, you don't know. But I think that also gives like a lot of, um, like it plays into a lot of like these creepy hotels that we have in, um, like pop culture mm-hmm. where people just go missing mm-hmm. and you, you know, because of the walls or whatever. We watched, um, what was the, Bad Times at El Royale with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, you know, creepy stuff behind. Yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, like, obviously it's not a murder hotel, but there are things going on and there is some murder happening at that yeah, point. Freaking, yeah, yeah. Creepy camera recordings and stuff like Even that. like the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, like, and also, like, a whole bunch of episodes of Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly think that there are that many hotels... Or motels that are along the lines of murdering. Or maybe I've just never known about them. But I feel like it's a... Other than H.H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. I don't feel there's as many. So yeah. That's uh, that's the conspiracy theory of H.H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper. I buy it. I'll buy into the Jack the Ripper thing. No one... Like you said, it's not like there's mass scientific evidence proving that they were two different people or the same person. So I'm in on it. It seems harmless. Given that they're uh, obviously both dead and the things that happened happened and it's not hurting anybody. But the second one just seems unlikely, like you said. It's a boogeyman tale, basically. Yeah, I feel like he died. And even though he said that he would never, he was going to escape, I don't think he escaped. I'm going to live forever. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode of But Have You Heard About Conspiracy Theory Edition. I hope you guys enjoyed it as a little history and a little... Mm -hmm. And a little uh, scary, a little murdering, all the fun stuff. As always, I'm your host, Courtney. It's Matt. And we hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye. Bye.